0: Before we start this week's episode of Enough, we've got a really exciting announcement for you. Enough is now part of a new podcasting network called 70 Decibels. Um, You can find out more at 70decibels.com. Enough joins shows such as The Bro Show and Genius and 11 Minutes to create the new 70 Decibels network. Please go check us out, listen to some of the shows there, and let us know your feelings, maybe in comments, emails, or on Twitter, um, at 70decibels, or you can hit me at, at @imike. Myke, thanks.
1: Hello, Michael. Hello, mate. How are you? I'm very well. How are you? Doing great. Uh, um, so we, we were talking as we always do before the podcast, and uh, we we started to get into uh, uh, writing apps mm-hmm. because like people who know. I hope everyone knows by now I'm a writer Like that's what I do Like Like I, I have my tech consulting business And that's one thing I do But uh, You know Like uh, the other half of what I do is writing Like I actually make an income doing so mm-hmm. um, And my tax guy uh, Considers me one Since the income actually uh, Mainly comes from the writing Yeah These days Um So um but um we we're talking about like apps and things i 've experimented with, and cause I'm all you know me i 'm always running crazy experiments you know? <laughs> <laughs> life is an experiment yeah, you know, I have fun, I have fun like trying things out and pushing the boundaries and stuff like that so so okay, all right, fire away what 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 do we want to know about writing apps um
0: I, I mean, we 've spoken on the show. Previously, that at the moment with with the project that you're currently working on, you're you're doing quite something quite interesting. You're using uh, just plain text files. Yeah, well, mainly well, I d- to do the yeah. to do
1: the actual writing itself. Well, I want to be very specific about this because the last project I did just plain text files, um, but not to be confused with the application plain text by Hogbay software which is what I'm using now. And more specifically, I have challenged myself in one of my crazy experiments to write the first draft of everything in which I've done so far on iOS. Yes, right. Okay. Mostly mostly the iPad, but uh, at least with one full F- essay and with several edits I've done uh, on the iPhone. So, what I want to know is once these have been done. So
0: once you've got the uh,
1: the first draft.
0: Yeah, once you've got that all completed, all written up, nice, nice and sweet. What happens to it next?
1: Ah, okay. So, uh, for a while, uh, plain text. The application synchronizes these text files via Dropbox. So you get this plain text folder in your Dropbox, and you know all these files you know go into there. Um, and the, you know it's great for writing and drafting and things like that. But uh, the Finder is not a very good way to kind of organize the book um, to to start to provide some formatting to tie in research and other notes to and attach them to what you're what you're working on and what you're doing so that kind of second draft process um i'm actually using scrivener after many attempts to wrap my head around it before and not being able to do so it finally hit me on this you know seventh eighth (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> try that i've uh that i've done with this book i finally realized what it was okay
0: so scrivener uh, for anybody that doesn't know um is a pretty heavyweight uh text application that a lot of people uh, sorry uh, like a uh, well word processing kind of mm. kind of dealio Um, in which it's effectively everything a book writer could want or need. and It has multiple layout settings. It allows you to be making notes all around the side of your pages. You can lay out chapters and outlines and storyboards, and you can keep research materials and everything all inside this one massive,
1: beautiful application. Is that a a fair Mm -hmm. way to sum it up? Yep, and organize your various projects as well so you know um you can actually have like multiple book projects that you're working on within it uh, that sort of thing um yeah Uh, here's i'll tell you when the aha moment happened for me Mm -hmm. and that was after i got into it i said okay i'm going to you know, I'm going to import this folder of text files, which, you know, it does very nicely and cleanly. I, you know, uh, pointed at the plain text folder and said, okay, you know, import this in. Um, uh, and uh, did so, and I started organizing things around, and then it's like, oh, okay, so here's this research, you know, section. I can, like, pull all of my research into that. So I basically... Um, uh, all of this research I had beforehand had been compiling bookmarks and you know uh you know things i've you know uh, copied and pasted in rtf documents and things like that B- web archives pdfs i've been gathering all this stuff in Yojimbo. and so i I'd, I'd been tagging it with the with the book title and so it was very easy for me to just you know sort all of all of those things out in Yojimbo, and then export them out, and then import them into the research folder um, uh, in uh, in Scrivener. Yeah. Super simple process. So then I'm like, oh, okay. So how do I attach the? And suddenly, that's I, I'm like, oh, this is an operating system. This is an operating system for writers.
0: Huh.
1: Okay. And when you think of it that way, if you think about it in in the context of an operating system where, you know, certain, certain sections are for certain things and certain files live certain places, and uh, it, basically you suddenly get that, oh, yes, right, I should have seen that all along. And once you do, you realize, okay, so now that I understand it as an operating system, I now have a reference point on which to organize, um, organize this stuff uh, uh, to best support the work I'm doing. Um, And there's tons of features that I don't use of it. I think what's put me off before is I think it's really designed more for fiction writers than it is necessarily for nonfiction writers, though nonfiction writers are not precluded from it. I just think that, that some of the features are almost specific to that. Um, you know, the, the kind of, uh, you know, keeping track of characters and their biographies and things like that, that I, you know, I don't use. Um, you can use you can sort of jerry rig that into other elements though, can you oh yeah sure sure real super simple and easy as well as uh you know it uh, it's got a really nice i think labeling system so that you can label things as okay this is the first draft the second draft this is done this is you can you can label something as a to do like i've got several things that are labeled to do's that uh basically are you know Like, I've got way more to say on this than I have right here right now, but it hasn't been done yet sort of thing. So, to make it a first draft or a second draft wouldn't quite be appropriate as much as it is I've got things to do here, (laughs) you know. (laughs) Um, uh, So, uh, yeah, I think – so, basically, I'm using that to organize, especially to attach reference materials to each essay so that – um, as I start to shape and refine these from the first draft stage, uh any reference that i've captured that supports that is easy for me to see, and you can do all of this without leaving Scrivener because Scrivener has this really great kind of split plane mode where it will split the the kind of center writing pane. Uh, horizontally and allow you to load the other pane with something else, either another document within your Scrivener files, or uh, in my case, you can load web pages right there in that second top pane. So you can have, you know, or PDFs or it, it, whatever form your research is so that you can have your research up top and kind of have it to reference and scroll through and still be able to get your writing down underneath.
0: This sounds like it sounds like Scrivener is one of those applications that could have only been um, created by somebody who would use it. So it would feel yeah. like that that Scrivener could only have been created by a writer.
1: Yes, no question about it. And I and I think uh, and I think more importantly, the other thing that put me off at first is that because of that, it's designed around the way that that writer thinks. Or I should say the way that he works, not the way he thinks, but the way that that writer works, which just happens to be amenable to a way a lot of other writers work and tends to be standard practice, but was not necessarily the way that I work. Um, And so, for instance, I still do not know if I could, me personally, write a book in Scrivener. Right. So you can use it to. You're using it to organize. I'm using it to organize, and I'm using it to massage, as it were. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm using it for editing and organization purposes. I am not using it for first draft purposes. For me, I still need the beauty of a blank sheet of paper, um, and that's what a plain text file and plain text the app. <laughs> Uh, both give me is kind of this blank sheet of paper approach without anything else getting in my way
0: and our friend um, Dave Kaler friend of the show um, he he recently posted on 52 Tiger about how he's outgrown Scrivener he said he'd always used Scrivener he used it to, to write his first two books and he really enjoyed it but the issue that he had um, and a lot of people have been working with a big publisher is that um, when they want it in Word because they want to be able to enable tracking and changes, etc., um, on on the actual document on the book document um, because it goes in a DOC file. And then once it's once those uh, change tracking elements have been enabled, it can't then be reimported back into Scrivener. And that's the same with most Mac apps, really. Yeah, uh, and then it can yeah. only live in Word. So you know, he's saying with his yeah. next project. He's just going to write the entire thing in Word because he spends hours getting the project file to the way that he wants it in Scrivener, and then it's only used for the first draft.
1: Right. Well, and I'm probably going to find a similar limitation. I should state that this for anyone who wants to write a book for a major publisher, if you hate Microsoft Word, you probably shouldn't write a book for a major publisher seriously because they all use word and they all use it for this purpose. Mm. Um and the work that I have done for major publishers I've never written a book for a major publisher but I have both edited and tech edited books for major publishers and word was a requirement for that specifically for the track changes feature and Every single major publisher that I am aware of loves this feature. They just – they think that, like, nothing can replace it, that there's nothing else possibly that could – there's no other way to do this except for through this, and you are stuck, and it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so um, so I actually have gotten pretty good at using the track changes uh, feature uh, in, in Word, but I digress. Um, I'm probably going to run into a similar – Um, issue in that i also need a way when i'm working with my editor to see what changes she made and compare with what i have um so i can properly evaluate and review those changes so Um, do you use word
0: when it comes to that point no Okay.
1: Then so what I will likely do is when it comes to that point I will export these files to text files or RTF most likely um rich text um and uh hand them over to her and she will edit them in rich text um and you know through Dropbox I'll get I'll get the edits back and then I use a program called Kaleidoscope.
0: All oh, right. Yes.
1: And Kaleidoscope is an excellent program for being able to compare uh, text documents uh, side by side, different versions of text documents, um, and uh, highly highly recommended, especially if you work in in text files a lot. Um, uh, and I mean, great for programmers too who want to compare two pieces of code and see what's different in them. For instance, it also does images, doesn't it? Um, I believe it does do images, yeah. So
0: basically then, in, in that regard, your publisher doesn't have to worry about how they change the document. Uh, so your editor doesn't have to worry about how they change the document. They can just go no. to town and change it, and
1: you will pick yep. up the changes using Kaleidoscope.
0: Exactly. And does that, I mean, if you ever run in any issues
1: with Kaleidoscope, or is it 100% accurate? Um, I've never had a problem with it, um, mm. Interesting. personally. That's, a, that's, a, I mean, that's a top tip, Pat. Yeah, I, I really like Kaleidoscope, Um um I, I seem to re- think remember that that uh, the company that uh developed it was sold or something like that but uh and th- that it might not be getting actively supported but I know for a fact it works well online so that's you know it's fine for me for now um but although I could be completely wrong about that information and getting confused with something else i don't know I just use stuff so <laughs> um i don't pay attention to what goes on behind the curtain um uh, yeah so that's my workflow as it stands right now um now in the past in the past Scrivener wasn't part of that equation um and I wrote almost everything in text edit um and but similar workflow where you know I would write things in text edit uh and, and in plain text uh and then Uh, at some point for formatting reasons or to give an idea of, okay, here's, you know, uh, uh, I would... Basically, because I write everything in Markdown, I would convert that Markdown to rich text and then, you know, export it as an RTF um, and then share that RTF with my editor who would make changes. And then I would use Kaleidoscope. So basically, the, the creation tool chain, you know changed in this particular case, as well as I have this new organization tool um, that um, because of the book that I'm writing, it requires a certain... Amount of research support that uh, keeping it straight did not, um, and uh, and so that's the reason why that's where Scrivener really comes into play.
0: Just to confirm, from looking at the website website KaleidoscopeApp.com, it doesn't appear that they've been they've been sold. It looks like the app is still going strong. Their Twitter feed still is being responded. To. Okay,
1: so. all right, all right. Then I'm, I was completely wrong. Thinking of some other app, uh, forget I said anything. You've been instantly forgiven. Yeah. <laughs> Instant forgiveness is exactly what I seek in life. I <laughs> <laughs> rarely get, so thank you. So
0: on the, on the iOS devices, do you only use plain text for, for the writing and the editing and the such? Yes. Had you used any previously you you were a simple note user weren 't you
1: yeah, I was a simple note user um, I like plain text uh, because um, for for this project because of its uh, its organization um the with uh, with it, you can have like folders of documents um and organize things that way so uh, that way is not just the book documents that i have in plain text but i have some research uh Documents in plain text that i uh you know have there to be able to refer to as i'm writing and that sort of thing i've got some i've got another folder for posts uh, that I compose in plain text so I can know okay you know here's where all of the posts i've written in pl- plain text blog posts uh, you know end up Uh, and uh, all of the uh, a good chunk of the letters that I've sent out to my patrons uh, the patrons newsletters are composed in plain text first I
0: think I mentioned to you last time um, well if you have you looked at elements
1: I have not looked at elements and you know obviously in the middle of you know, in the middle of the game I'm I'm uh kind of reticent to uh, to, to change balls as it were. But um <laughs> so I haven't looked at elements, I'm I'm sad to say. But I've, I I've I, started what do you think?
0: using well I've been a, a simple note user for a long time. Um and I've started using elements um to to, to do all my notes and it syncs with Dropbox. Um I am using iOS five at the moment, and there are a couple of little things where it's just tripping over a little. But you know, I don't hold that against Second Gear software, right? Uh, because it's I'm using a beta. You're a beta. Yeah. Um, and it's it's getting a little bit upset with some of the file naming. I don't really understand why that is, but yeah, such is such is life. And there's only one feature that I that I really would like them to add, which is the ability that uh, any links added are clickable. Um, this isn't something I've actually requested to the developer and they are looking at it um, and mm. at that point it will be the perfect app for me I think um, mm. the main thing I really enjoy the interface you, you can use folders and the default font that they use is just
1: stunning mmm mmm mm You know, font choices are important. <laughs> when, they are because you know, if this is something that you're going to have to look at, you know, six hundred, seven hundred thousand words uh, at a time, you you want it to look right. You want it to be pleasing. Um, it is something that I uh, think about and and struggle with in those apps that have made poor font choices. I think so.
0: The default know. is what's really important.
1: It, it is. I mean, I actually like plain text uh, default, uh, which is a uh, surprisingly enough a uh, a serif. Uh, uh, cause I, anyone who knows me knows I normally like sans serif uh, faces, but uh, I, I, I think they chose a pleasing serif face, and I don't even know what it is. I don't know if it's Georgia. Uh, it's probably Georgia because Georgia is one of the few serif faces I actually like. Um, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm not sure what it is, but I like it.
0: And I think that, you know, the, the all of the, you know, there's so many plain text files, um, but plain text editors for iOS, mm-hmm. this mm-hmm. could change to rich text editors as Apple is, you know, improving their rich text support in iOS mm. 5. So it'll be interesting to see what happens there. Mm. So I'm sure mm. there'll be many, many more apps to talk about over the coming months.
1: Lots to talk about, and uh, I'm always trying out new things, so I'm happy to talk about this stuff till the cows come home I think that's you know. what we love <laughs> <laughs> but i think I think we've yeah I've explained my writing process uh, for now and what I'm using, and hopefully it will help others um, and uh once again, we'd love to hear people's feedback, oh speaking of feedback uh, ah. before we go before we go uh, Okay, listeners, dudes, you you got to go on iTunes and you got to give us some good reviews. Mm-hmm. Like if you if you have good reviews to say, I'm not pressuring you. I'm just saying that if you've got something good to say, if you enjoy what you're hearing here, please go to iTunes, find our podcast, and leave a review. It would be so much appreciated. Yeah. Uh, and I wish I could say I would give everyone who does so a dollar, but I can't do that. Um, we'll but, send you love. Uh, you you'll have my my undying love. Lots of love. Love you long time.
0: Yeah, we can't want any more than that, surely.
1: <laughs> I can't think why anyone <laughs> would want me for that. Ah, uh, all right. <laughs> so enough of the pitch. Uh we'll talk later, Michael. Yeah,
0: cheers.
1: <laughs> cheers. This has been great.